This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host Josh and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Matt and Marcus versus Benchwarmer David and newcomer who is an equipment manager for our Patreon team, David Kennedy. Welcome to the bench, David. Um, Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. Sounds good. My name is David Kennedy. I'm from Edwardsville, Illinois, which is roughly across the river from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, The teams I root for, a longtime Cardinal fan, um, but more recently, Liverpool is basically what I follow the most. Ever since I had kids about... 13 years ago, I, I haven't followed sports as much as I did. So most of my trivia knowledge is going to be prior to 2009. Um, but uh, Liverpool-wise, I haven't missed many games over the past two years. My brother thinks I'm crazy. He's a Liverpool fan too. But if he doesn't watch the game live, he won't watch it, where I will watch it recorded later on with my younger daughter. It's kind of our deal that we do together. So, um, yeah. Very cool. And Mr. Lux, how are you doing? And let us know what your and David's team name is going to be. I'm good. And uh, since David and I got paired together, and I think this might be the first time I've ever been paired with a David on the podcast, we decided as our team name that we're going to be Beckham, Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lux, the famous David Law Firm or accounting firm, whatever, one of those. All right. And Matt and Marcus, uh, let us know how you guys are doing and what your team name is. We kind of equally did the team name. So I'll go first and I'll let uh, Marcus kind of the finale. He the final thing. But anyway, uh, I'm fine. I have nothing, no no trips to anywhere crazy, nothing crazy. So steady. There you go. Marcus. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I am doing fantastic. I uh, My birthday is in a couple of days. So my brother and my dad and I last night went to a uh local wrestling show last night and i drank and i yelled a lot and <laughs> had a great time nice i'm telling you guys even if you're not a big wrestling fan or you're not into it just go to a local promotion it's so much fun and we were sitting front row a lot of fun so uh yeah definitely riding on the high of that and so matt um <laughs> matt and i a while back we were talking about um, his daughter listening to Nelly and what you're supposed to do when the N-word comes up uh, in, in songs, you know, out loud when you're singing. Cause like, we all like, we all enjoy the songs. Cause there's always that like about a minute and a half in <laughs> and all of a sudden Nelly goes on a rant with the N-word and I'm like, <laughs> and my daughter and I look at each other like, can we like skip ahead 30 seconds, 30 seconds? <laughs> it's just interesting over the years how at first it was just like a full blank and sometimes they substitute whole words or other times it's, just like a, they like remixed the words so the audio's all mixed around. But anyways, sometimes you have to censor yourself. So uh, Matt sent that over to me, and I said, "Well, let's do something for all the all the wrestling guys in the in the house, or well, not in the house, but just that listen." And uh, we are the right to censor. We've got the gaggle of Davids versus right to censor. <laughs> I like gaggle of Davids better than the law firm. So. <laughs> Well, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. 
The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Today's first quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Question one. Member of the Reds. Led team in goals past six years. Three-time Golden Boot. We'll check in. All right. The Davids have checked in. Uh, write this answer. You guys can talk it out. All right. You know who? what team is the Reds? I'm assuming it's an EPL, an English team, but I don't really know for sure. Um, <laughs> Liverpool might very well be called the Reds. I don't know. Three-time Golden Boot, though, makes me think it's got to be, I mean, so it's not the Ballander. The Golden Boot is the striker, so it's got to be a striker. Isn't it just most goals scored in the league? Isn't that the Golden Boot? No, the Golden Boot is a, it's a all of Europe award. Oh, okay. It's not just uh, English. So it's like the Ballon d'Or, but they have it specifically for the striker. So Harry Kane. What, what team is Mo Salah on? He scores a lot. Mo Salah? Yeah. I don't even know. Okay. Um, I'm just throwing out people that I know that score a lot. So. Yeah. Besides the obvious. I don't really know who the Reds are, though. Okay, well, I I don't know if we if we have enough information to truly talk this out, then so we might as well just throw out a name and because if we can't get to a team, then yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And Harry Kane has moved around different teams, so he hasn't he's been with Tottenham for the past few years, but not for six years in a row. So Harry Kane. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so who do you want to go with, Mosala? Sure. There you go. All right, we'll check in with Mo Salah. Okay, and Beckham, Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lux. What did you guys have for an answer? Yeah, definitely Mohamed Salah. Good job, Marcus. <laughs> Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Mohamed or Mo Salah. Salah has averaged 31 goals a season during his six seasons with Liverpool. And just to let you know, Matt, uh, there is a Premier League golden boot. Oh, okay. And that is the three-time winner he is, I do believe, of. And it is presented to the leading goal scorer in the Premier League. So, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I just knew that uh, <laughs> that Salah plays for Egypt and they're never going to win because there's nobody good enough <laughs> around him. And I was like, I know he scores all the time. Like, every <laughs> every highlight I see of the EPL, it's Mo Salah scoring goals. And I'm like, all right, that, that's the name that I know. Yeah. And uh, David Kennedy, you want to let us know what team he plays for? He plays for Liverpool. Up the Reds, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on to question two. Fighting Illini. Career leader in rebounds, 03 to 06. Ah, okay. Go go for it. Take it in. You got it. Just take take it. Take it. All right. The Davids have checked in. So right to censor. You guys can talk it out. Oh, my gosh. Man, I mean... 
<laughs> this is hitting my wheelhouse here. I, I don't know current NBA stuff, and I don't even know if this guy's currently in the NBA. And I, I mean, geez, 03 to 06, the Illinois. <laughs> well, okay, so he was on the he was on the the team that went to the national championship that had Darren Williams and D Brown on it. Yep. And I just am I'm having I can see his I can see his stupid face. <laughs> they only lost like one regular season game, right? They were number one overall seed and Yeah, yeah. Going into that game, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is making me nuts. I like I said, I can see his face. Oh man. I think he was no I wanna say he was like number forty. It's like it's like August or it's like August or Augustus. But that makes me think of Simone Augustus, and it's not that. It's I'm sorry, but is it a black guy or a white guy? He's a he's he's African like me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, pretty <sure. laughs> I'm pretty sure. I remember he's light. He's light skin. Um. Oh gosh. Oh, oh, Augustine. James Augustine. There you go. All right. Uh. Yes, we'll check in with James Augustine. And. The uh, I'm going to add some more names to your guys' team. Uh, yeah, you're just going to be a fan club of all of them, whether yeah, you, you are or not. So uh, the David Akers fan club, what did you guys have? Marcus, you're killing me. It was James Augustine. <laughs> nice work. Oh. Both teams will be getting points. Correct answer is James Augustine. Uh, Augustine is the first player in Illini history and just the 12th player in Big Ten history with 1,000 career points and 1,000 career rebounds. Now I'm we're in a bad spot here because Marcus has used like up like all of yeah, his I need brain to take a power. Shower or he's like, or like yeah. he's sweating already. <laughs> I I have not seen Marcus this tortured on back to back questions in a while. It's 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 painful to watch. I was like I know this. I've seen his face. I know this. And at the same time, I'm sitting back here with my feet up on the desk because I'm getting carried so far. So this is awesome. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, question three. St. Louis City first, 800 miles to southwest, weird losing team name. And for those of you listening at home, the word weird is in quotations. All right, we're going to check in, Josh. Okay, David Bakhtiari, false starts every snap, uh, is <laughs> <Whatever>. checked in. <laughs> uh, right to censor, you guys can talk it out. You mean false starts every snap when he actually plays? I was going to say the same thing, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're fair. on the same page. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, David's fandom is the new MLS team in St. Louis that just started this last season, but I have no idea what their name was. And is, isn't the weird part, isn't that always Austin's thing, like keep Austin weird? I I think it's weird that they still think that the Longhorns are good at football. That's weird to me. Well, there's that. Um, <laughs> Does Austin have an MLS team that you know of? Um, yes, I think. I don't know what their name is. I don't know. I have no, I have no idea. My default answer when I don't know, like, soccer team names is just to, like, you know, FC it, you know, because that's what a lot of teams do. Spirit? That's the one I mentioned earlier, right? Because there wasn't there an ABA team that was called the Spirit of St. Louis? Yeah. Maybe the MLS team was called the Spirit. And Austin just thought it was cool enough, just like they stole the stars, even though it had no, nothing in the world in Dallas has anything to do with the North Stars, but whatever. So, sure. We call it, just say the FC Spirit or Spirit FC or Austin FC or something like that. Yes, that that sounds agreeable to me. 
Let's just go with Austin FC. And if Josh asks us that, give us more information. We'll say okay, <laughs> something else. I don't know. Sure, Austin FC. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, and uh, the David Bautista fan club. Uh, what ah, did you guys have for an answer? Very nice. So David came extremely quickly with St. Louis's first win was against Austin FC. And then I said, how far is it from Austin to St. Louis? And he said, 800 miles sounds about right. And then we were actually struggling with the weird thing. Uh, But of course, keep Austin weird in a constant fight with Portland about keep Portland weird and keep Austin weird going back and forth with that. So anyway, yes, we checked in with Austin FC. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Austin FC. (laughs) What is happening right now? (laughs) That's the team that they beat for their first win. But David, I think the only ones, the only one who argues about who did it first is Portland because it's clear on everything I've read I know. that Austin I know. was the first to be keep Austin weird. Um, that's why I put that in just to help because maybe you don't know what cities are eight hundred miles southwest yes. of St. Louis. So. Oh, that actually messed me up. I didn't know the weird thing, so I, I was doubting my answer. I was trying to, so I figure you might have the answer. I was trying to let the <laughs> other team who maybe wouldn't know give them an in to the answer or the listeners an in to the answer. There yeah. you go. So the St. Louis MLS team is called City right now. Is that yes, the, they just go by City? Their their official team name, from what I understand, is the St. Louis City, capital C I T Y S C. They're the soccer club. They're not the football club. They're the soccer club. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. St. Louis City SC won their first five games in MLS, including their home opener against Charlotte FC, before losing to Minnesota United FC on April Fool's Day. Go Loons! (laughs) Uh, City is currently first in the West uh, with an MLS leading goal difference of plus 18. So, Mm. yeah. Interesting. When I first wrote this question, they were in second place in the West. And then they won yesterday, and now they are in first place in the West. So Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to the last question in Sporting Haikus. Question four. A Blues defenseman, most recent retired number, number 44. Yeah, I got this one too, <laughs> actually. Yes, first one I knew. All right, we'll, we will check in. The big fans of David Hasselhoff have checked in. Oh, it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> right to censor, you guys can talk it out. Uh. <laughs> we just talked about this not that long ago. Yeah. And I don't know why I can't remember who this is. Uh oh, um Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, uh this is that Chris Pronger. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. Yeah. Yep. We'll check in with that. And Befuddled by David Blaine. Uh, what did you guys have for an answer? <laughs> Go ahead, David. You want to take it? Yeah, Chris Pronger. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Chris Pronger. Uh, Pronger was elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2015, and his number was retired in 2022. Well, after the first quarter, um, one team got their points rather easily, and the other team struggled, but they're all tied up at 100 apiece. So All that matters. For now. <laughs> Marcus and I will run out of gas here in about two questions. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you get to the right answer, right? Just so that you get there. 
we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. Okay, today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. What are you drinking, Marcus? <laughs> what is that? Salad Maybe dressing. Your business. I think it's salad, salad dressing. Salad dressing. Salad yeah. dressing. Yeah, some, love, uh, I, some I, ranch. That's right. Love me some Caesar. <laughs> I do love Caesar dressing. Yeah, all right, see? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. Well, up All north right. there, you guys know what the true meaning of Caesar is, though, too, right? Because Caesars are like Clamato and vodka, right? You don't have those in Washington? Okay, maybe not. All right, never mind. Oh, I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. Okay. But feed me mimosas all day and I'll be a happy man. That's <laughs> an easy way to get on my good side. We move on to question one in the missing link. Please do. Sorry about that. Uh, no, not a problem. Uh, what five-time All-Star outfielder who has played for five teams thus far in his 15-year career won the National League MVP in 2013? We can check in. All right. Wishing our quarterback was David Blau has checked in. <laughs> <laughs> right to censor. You guys can talk it out. Uh, okay. So he's still in the league. Yeah. Oh. oh, could this be Andrew McCutcheon? Yeah, I was thinking of him. What about? Because the is only Paul... reason I say this is they 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 played in Seattle, uh, like ten days ago. Yeah, and I remember they flashed it on the screen. I was like, oh yeah, he did win MVP. I kind of forgot that, and he has bounced around. I know he played in San Francisco. Yeah. He played in um, New York for a while too, didn't he? Play for the Mets, right? No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but maybe. he's he's one. He's oh the Phil. Did he play for the Phillies? Yeah, I think so. Ah, whatever. I don't remember. But yeah, I don't know. Five teams seems about right. Maybe I know he's back with Pittsburgh. He's back this year. with Pittsburgh. Yeah, that doesn't count as a fifth team, then, right? So yeah. No, that'd be. <clears throat> Same franchise twice. But I know he bounced around the Brewers. He was definitely on the Brewers. Oh, was, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Fi- that I mean, sounds, fi- the time 15 frame years sounds about right, right? 2000, yeah. 2009 was like his rookie. 2008 was his rookie year or something like that. Yeah. 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 Let's go with All it. Right. We're going to check in with Andrew McCutcheon. Okay. And love the tunes of David Cassidy. 
Uh, what did you guys have for an answer? Uh, come on, get happy. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's definitely Andrew McCutcheon. I, I remember the MVP. And I, I think Pirates, I think he played for the Yankees, not the Mets. Giants, Brewers, and Phillies. So that would make sense. Yeah, Andrew McCutcheon. Both teams will be getting points. Correct answer is Andrew McCutcheon. As of today, Sunday, June 4th, 2023, McCutcheon is three hits away from 2000 for his career. The other name I was thinking of was Paul Goldschmidt. Mm. I don't think he's been in the league for 15 years, though. And he's only two teams. He's just yeah, the Diamondbacks in the court. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to question two in the missing link. What son of a former Golden Gopher football team head coach is the current general manager for the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, we can check in, right, Matt? <laughs> I mean, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but I know who the general manager is for the Packers. Yeah, I mean, sure, we can check in. All right, we're checking in. <laughs> All right, right to censor has checked in. Um, David's, you guys can talk it out. I might be done with the bit because it's it's a little much to keep looking and not pay attention to anything else. <laughs> oh, we've broken Josh, so that's that's step one. Um, this is um, it's Gutenheister. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember how to pronounce it, I but it sounds Guten Gunst or something like that. Something. I, uh, <laughs> I've seen his name a hundred times. I don't know if I've ever heard it pronounced out loud, um, but we don't really need a first name, right? So we should just, let's see. Let's see how generous Josh wants to be. Josh, we think it's something like Gutenust. Gutenust? <laughs> Gutenust? <laughs> no, dude. <you> do. <laughs> Oof. All right. No, that's no good. All right. We can no, spell no, it No, no, that's, that's, that's close enough. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, right. The sensor. Do you have the actual pronunciation of uh, the, the proper name? Yeah, his name is Brian Gutenkunst. Oh, Actually, course. you both have mispronounced it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, the correct How do answer, you have it pronounced? You are both getting points, but the correct answer is Brian Gutekunst. Oh. No, he, pr- he pronounces it Gutenkunst. Who's he? I don't think Brian. he does, because there's no N there, and his father, John Gutekunst, that's how he pronounced it. Okay. It was the Gophers head coach. There's not an N in there? <laughs> no, there's an N in Inst, but not at the, <laughs> not after Gute. <laughs> not after Guten Kunst. Kunst. That's what I said. Not after oh, Gute. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. Guten yeah, Kunst. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, both teams are getting their points. Uh, Gute Kunst has been the Packers, has been with the Packers organization since 1998, where he started as a scout, and he has been the GM since 2018. The theme-linked answers thus far are Andrew McCutcheon and Brian Gutekunst. Moving on to question three. What American pole vaulter became a sex symbol against her will when a photo of her at age 17 creepily went viral online in 2007? Marcus, how old were you in 2007? I was 19. All right, wouldn't be as bad. So I feel you... like I should know this, but I, yeah. yeah, I I can almost guarantee you've you've seen the picture. I bet I have, especially <laughs> around that time. You probably really, yeah. It's not as creepy for you at nineteen. No, I was probably like, oh, cool. <laughs> God, I, I, 
I, I can get there, David. Don't 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 sweat it. This is the first one David's left me on his own, by the way. <laughs> um I I will think of her name. Um hang on. Uh-oh. David has we went to this? the uh what do we call it? David's <laughs> no, he didn't drawer? go to the deluxe apartment. He's he's breaking deluxe. in to yeah, the mind this, palace again. The, the way that he's yeah. got his head in his hands absolutely says he's in the mind palace. <laughs> He shimmied his way in. He Shit. repelled from the ceiling like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, I think it. Uh, I think that's the last name. Okay, if you feel good about it, like. No, I don't feel good about it, but it's the one but that's. If that's something that's up. ringing in your head, then yeah, just yeah, do it because I. Okay, I'm we're gonna go help. ahead and check in. Yeah, I'm not gonna help. <laughs> All right, right to sensors checked in. Um, Gaggle of Davids. Oh, you guys can talk it out. It it just hit me. Um, Allison, I was trying to remember because it sounded like stalking, but I think her last name is Stoke. Something like S-T-O-K. Maybe another K? Allison Stoke, I think. We'll check that in. Okay, and right to censor, what did you guys have? I don't know how many K's she has in her last name, but the one I sent to Marcus was Stoke. I have no idea what her first name is. Sure. All right, both teams will be getting points. I do believe it's pronounced Stocky, but the yes, oh. correct answer is Allison Stocky. She's um, definitely not Stocky. I believe it's uh, it's got two or three N's in it. So, <laughs> uh, And Allison <laughs> is married to professional golfer Ricky Fowler. The more you know. Does she match his outfits like when they go out? I don't know. I, I think I, I don't. I don't stalk her. So uh... I'm wondering if the theme is no people, whose, people whose last names we can't spell <laughs> or pronounce <laughs> yeah, or pronounce yeah. or pronounce. So if 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 Shishevsky is next, then we're in. <laughs> well, you guys properly you know pronounced McCutcheon at least. So you, you, one that out of three true. is not bad. That's true. That is true. <laughs> All right. So the theme linked answers thus far are Andrew McCutcheon, Brian Gudekunst, and Allison Stocky. Yeah, she is a pretty lady. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Question four in the missing link. Who is the daughter of Frank Williams, the founder of Williams Racing, who served as Williams F1 deputy team principal from 2013 to 2020, being one of only two women to have ever managed teams in Formula One? Just know her homeland is England. And for those of you listening at home, homeland is in quotes. All right, we're going to take a gamble and check in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right the davids have uh checked in right to sense you guys can talk it out okay so homeland in quotes that's a tv show right or is that a movie it was a tv show right homeland was a tv show i think was and was that jessica chastain is that what he's getting to isn't that who was on that show who was the actress um oh, no, no, no 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 it was uh... um Oh, the, I can see her face. Yeah, it's, it was uh, in the freaking. Oh my god, Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Right? So just Danes. Sure. I have no idea. I know zero about. Well, F1. if it's Claire Danes, then it's Claire Danes. <laughs> well, we're not. <laughs> we we're just, not gonna, we're Danes, just gonna I'm say like, Danes. I don't, yeah. I don't there know. you go. <laughs> we're, we're gonna check in with uh, Danes. And David's. What did you guys have for an answer? 
I'm very confused. We checked in with Claire Williams. One team will be getting points. Correct answer is Claire Williams. Okay. Um, the hint was to hopefully get you to the first name Claire, not the last name Danes. Because um, Claire Danes isn't the daughter of Frank Williams. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, they give us the last name with Williams. Okay, sure. I don't know. It, it, it's all right. Maybe it was a married name or something. Who knows? I was trying to give a clue because not everybody would know who the that. owners of uh, or who the de- the principals of Williams Racing is. So I was trying, just trying to give a clue. Um, Williams was appointed as an officer of the Order of the British Empire, OBE, uh, for services to Formula One racing. And as for the clue, Claire Dane stars in the Showtime series, Homeland. So yeah, you at least were cluing in on the right thing with my clue you just picked the wrong part of her name to go with uh the theme linked answers thus far are andrew mccutcheon brian gudekunst allison stocky and claire williams give the teams a moment or two to submit theme guesses if they would like well, let's move on to question five what six foot eleven inch small forward who was the first of two high school players drafted in the nineteen ninety nine NBA draft was selected by the Toronto Raptors with the fifth overall pick, but was then traded to the Indiana Pacers for Antonio Davis? Uh, oh, okay. oh, <laughs> yes, yes, we can check in. Check in. <laughs> you sly dog. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, the Davids have checked in, so right to censor, you guys can talk it out. Is this uh, O'Neill? Yeah, Jermaine O'Neill. Yeah. 99, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I don't know anything about the rest of it, but I know Pacers, 6'11", 1999, Jermaine O'Neill sounds about right. Yeah, I agree. Let's check in with Jermaine O'Neill. All right, and the Davids, uh, what do you guys have for an answer? Mm. We actually did not check in with Jermaine O'Neal. We checked in with Jonathan Bender. Mm. One team will be receiving points. The correct answer is Jonathan Bender. Um, I know the theme. Knee injuries plagued Bender's pro career. He averaged only 33 games per season during his eight-year career, which included three consecutive missed seasons from 2006 to 2009. The theme-linked answers are Andrew McCutcheon, Brian Gutekunst, Allison Stocky, Claire Williams, and Jonathan Bender. Mm. Yes, no. no. Well, no, look at... (laughs) David, what what did you do? Look at what David did. Oh, that's the answer. (laughs) Damn it all. Oh, well. Uh, Also, yeah, a small forward threw me off, but I was like, eh, it's whatever. Uh, Um, Everything you look up, that's what he was. He played. Oh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is when we were saying Jermaine O'Neal, I'm like, timeline seems kind of right, but I was like, he's definitely wasn't a small forward, but whatever. I don't know what they classified him as. He was especially after years. the Kendall Gill divide. Oh no, 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 no. I agree with Josh. I agree with him <laughs> on the Kendall Gill thing. I agree with him one hundred percent. So uh, Jermaine O'Neill was two years earlier, ninety six. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
I should have just thought about it for more than like a half a second. But I was like, yeah, sure, it's fine. Uh, so what are we doing here about the uh I don't you, about you the guys theme, still since have we all know to, evidently to... by David's Well, <laughs> that's you know that's that's my screw up. That's you were gonna fault. I don't care, you were gonna get it eventually anyway, I assume. Were so you not... were you on that after the answer? Matt? Me? No, I would not. No, I oh. wouldn't. I would have, but it's okay, Matt, because I would have put the kibosh on that because okay. it doesn't, yeah, I, it doesn't I had, match up. The one that I had sent Marcus was uh, Futurama. All right. Well, um, I, know is from... I mean, do you guys want to actually at least tell me or submit an answer? I mean, you know, because I have an answer from the other team, but I. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, we just have to say it, right? It's the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never seen it. Uh, yes, and uh, what, 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 what is David? I said I've never seen it, oh. and that's David's face. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, it, I, from your generation, I'm not sure if it's that weird that you haven't seen it, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's what that's our that's our our theme guess that we got completely on our own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just gonna, David. Do you want to, you know, let them know when when you sniff this one out? And yeah, okay. So, so in truth, I grew up on the Breakfast Club. I is exactly my generation. I had an inkling after Andrew, um, but after we got to Brian, I messaged David and I said, "This could be Breakfast Club, but I have no idea what Josh is going to do for a Claire." I was completely confused. And then when Allison came up, I was like, "Yeah." I was already I was already preparing my will milk be made available to us and does Barry Manilow know you rate his wardrobe and each one of us is a brain an athlete a basket case a princess and a criminal I could go all day with Breakfast Club that's right <laughs> that's right in my wheelhouse so yes Breakfast Club Uh yes yeah, so uh the Davids checked in just after question three was asked um and uh, right to censor will be getting fifty points because David uh, shared some good information for uh, everybody to see. So, yes, the theme is sports figures who share given names and one surname uh, with characters from the Breakfast Club. Uh, so it's Andrew Clark, Brian Johnson, Allison Reynolds, Claire Standish, and John Bender. So, yeah, I, I like that I was able to have John Bender and Jonathan Bender. So, yay me, pat on the back. <laughs> All right, well, after the second quarter, we have the following scores. Right to Censor has 210, and Beckham, Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lux has 300. And that brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. It is the return of the ChatGPT pre- and post-game edition. I asked ChatGPT to make up plots for movies based on the combination of two movies, with at least one being a sports movie. These, I don't think, should be too difficult, but uh, I find them entertaining. All right, question one, or plot number one. The story follows Lindsay, a diehard baseball fan who finds herself torn between her love for the game and her passion for singing. When Lindsay joins an acapella group, she discovers that her biggest rival is a team of rival baseball enthusiasts. 
As the two groups clash in hilarious musical showdowns and intense baseball games, Lindsay must find a way to bridge the divide and bring harmony between her two beloved worlds. It's a charming tale that celebrates the power of music, sports, and the unexpected connections that can be formed when two seemingly disparate passions collide. Check in. Next time I'll actually just post it as I'm reading it because they're pretty long. Um, the Davids, yeah, the Davids have checked in. So right to censor, you guys can talk it out. So one part of this is 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 pitch perfect. It has yeah, to be. I wrote that in. I, I sent that to you, yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. There you go. I see you. So what's the other one? Um That's something pitch, pitch perfect. <laughs> Or something perfect, something. Oh, <laughs> pitch perfect strangers. <laughs> nope. nope, that one's been used just... before. <laughs> well, so it's is it uh, is it is this like the uh, is the baseball part? I'm sorry, is this pitch perfect? Obviously, not the sports one. No, so he said one of the one of the two of them is a sports movie. Correct. So, baseball. So it's a baseball movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, perfect. Perfect ten could be a bowling website. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Anyways, uh, I don't uh, know. Like Lindsay, <laughs> who's Lindsay? I don't know. I don't I'm know. A tough I, time. I'm trying to think of a baseball movie that ends with the word pitch. Oh, this is that um, diehard baseball fan. This is that one with um. Oh come on the the late night host NBC Tonight Show. Um, come on, what's his name? Um, Conan O'Brien. No, the NB. <laughs> no, the current one. The uh, <laughs> and it had uh, the he's the Boston Red Sox fan and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. So what was that TV? Show? That was that movie. Oh. That- Oh, I'm dang it! Sorry, um, sorry. Fever pitch perfect. Per, there you go. That's what we're checking in. With. All right. And the Davids, what did you guys have? Yeah, uh, fever pitch perfect. I've never seen fever pitch, but I know the. I think on this show, maybe you guys talked about the uh, basic uh, plot of the movie, in an older episode, and then uh, pitch perfect. That's a big movie for our family. So, fever pitch perfect. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Fever Pitch Perfect. Um, I did that one for you, David. I thought you'd appreciate the, an, an actual pre and post game that includes Pitch Perfect. <laughs> um, and just to let you know, Lindsay is the character played by Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore in yeah. Fever Pitch. Yeah. So, okay, moving on to question and plot number two. The story revolves around a group of spirited seniors who decide to form their own cheerleading team. Led by the energetic and charismatic couple Ethel and Norman, the retirees embark on a mission to prove that age is no barrier to pursue their passions and having a blast. As they practice their routines and prepare for a local cheerleading competition, the seniors face challenges, bond over shared experiences, and inspire others around them to embrace their own dreams. With the perfect blend of heartwarming moments and hilarious antics, this film showcases the power of friendship, determination, and the joy that comes from never letting go of the cheerleader spirit within. What the hell? 
<laughs> okay, hold on. Oh, oh my God! I, I, I don't know whether I say I love you, Josh, or I hate you, Josh. I, I, I'm, I'm here. It took me a minute staring at it. Oh my God! <laughs> I'd pay to see that movie. Love it. <laughs> check it in, David. Yeah, I'll check in. Oh my God! All right, the Davids have checked in. So I just have to say, if my wife were here, she would have gotten this in about a half a second. So <laughs> uh, right to censor, you guys can talk it out. Um. Well, the first cheerleading movie that comes to mind is Bring It On. Yeah. I've never seen the movie On Golden Pond. Does that have anything to do with seniors on some sort of adventure? On what? On Golden Pond? I have no idea what you just said. That <laughs> does not compute. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. It's a... Okay. Okay, so something that might end with Bring. Uh... Chrysler C, Bring It On. There you go. Um, I don't... I. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm trying to think of a movie centered around the elderly, I guess. I don't. Yeah, I mean. So if I remember on Golden Pond correctly, it was like somewhere like in the late 70s. And it had like a bunch of I thought it had a like um, what's her name? Yeah, I know. Um, It had Henry Fonda and and, uh, Jane Fonda as they were. Um, but no, that wouldn't make sense. A story revolves around a group of spirited seniors. What's this? What's that one movie that just came out recently about uh, the the four women that were in love with Tom Brady? Oh, eighty for Brady. Yeah, that doesn't make sense then. No, so I mean, I just, just want to in a... general say this is Chat GPT interpreting the smoosh of two movies. It doesn't mean it's right. going to be exactly. It's blended no, together fine. enough to. It's like a. <clears throat> movie soup um yeah i don't know i mean if you have a feeling about this movie i don't have a feeling at all i'm just was trying to think of something that started with on and that's the only thing that came up so i'm sure okay we're gonna go with bring it on golden pond hey and david's what did you guys have ah yeah i remember the names ethel and norman because my wife is a fan of this movie and she sometimes i I wish she was standing right here because she could imitate Catherine hepburn pointing out she says like the loons norman the loons like in very Catherine hepburn voice which i cannot do but it is bring it on golden pond absolutely it was around 81 i think was on golden pond 81 yep okay uh, both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is "Bring It On, Golden Pond." I love Woo. it. But I'm gonna Very shake nice. my head every time, but I love it. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> I I think that's amazing. All right. Oh, by the way, you guys are going to be experiencing these for games and games and games to come because I spent a lot of time and I've got a lot of them. But anyway, I love moving it. Moving on I think awesome. to question and plot number three. The story follows Jimmy, a college basketball coach turned aspiring oil tycoon. While on a recruiting trip, Jimmy stumbles upon a remote African village rich in untapped oil reserves and sees an opportunity to strike it rich. As he navigates the cutthroat world of oil extraction, Jimmy clashes with a ruthless rival oil magnet, resulting in a dangerous game of greed, deception, and personal vendettas. Amidst the chaos, 
Jimmy realizes the impact of his actions on the villagers and finds himself torn between his ambition and the responsibility he bears towards the community. It's a thought-provoking exploration of the human cost of ambition, the pursuit of wealth, and the consequences of exploiting both people and resources. We can check in. (laughs) (laughs) Right to censor. It's checked in. So Beckham, Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lux, you guys can talk it out. Uh-oh, this might be this might be our Matt and Marcus moment. I've got nothing. Did you see this message I sent you? Oh. Oh, brilliant. Oh my god. Okay, so I've never seen okay, why don't you say what you just tell tell everybody? Oh, this might not be right, but I came up with the air up there will be blood. So remind me so uh, amazingly, or maybe not amazingly, I've never seen there will be blood. Uh, so you're going to have to remind me the plot there. It is about a violent oil tycoon in Texas. It's with uh... okay because I can tell you about the air up there because that was a Kevin Bacon movie in the mid. And he goes scouting people, in the and he goes scouting. It's got to be that. Well done, thank you. That's great. There, the, we'll okay, check we'll check in. in. The air up there will be blood. Okay, thank and you. right to censor. What did you guys have? Yeah, this is a. Uh... This is in my era, the era there. Absolutely loved that. And then I was like, what movie do I know that's about oil? And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood. And the incredibly creepy, I don't know that he has any other setting, Paul Dano played twins in that movie. (laughs) And so, yes, we also checked in with The Air Up There Will Be Blood. In The Air Up There, does somebody drink a milkshake? or? Oh, so yes, both teams will be getting points. These aren't the most difficult things, but I find them some of the most entertaining. So that, the that correct is so answer funny. is, in fact, the air up there <laughs> will be blood. I think we, we need should to have start making these. Yeah, like short round style. <laughs> How about we have a round style that is a uh, Chad GPT wrote it? Yeah. <laughs> well, here you go. Awesome. That's what this I've had two half times now. I love it. Oh, no, I think it's oh, great, man. Funny. I've had so much fun with these. Oh, AI is just going to ruin everything. But, uh... <laughs> I'm imagining Daniel Day-Lewis's character recruiting basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, after halftime, both teams uh, swept the round, so the difference hasn't changed, but the totals did. Right to censors at 285, and the Davids are at 375. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Today's third quarter will be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth ten points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. List number one. The five most recent opponents that Liverpool FC defeated in the UEFA Champions League slash European Cup finals. 
Oh, oh. for God's sake. All right. I, this is my feet up on the desk moment again. <laughs> Good luck, Matt. Thank you, Matt. So we started with a bunch of wheelhouses, went away from wheelhouses. We're finding ourselves back to some wheelhouses. Actually, you know what, Josh? It's a damn good thing that you didn't pair up Matt and uh, and David. I mean, Kennedy. <laughs> so are you saying are you saying in the Champions League finals? So Yeah, so it's the Champions League, and before that it was called the European Cup. So this yeah. is within, within the last five unique opponents that they beat in the finals. Beat in the finals. Yes. We're going to check in. Okay, right to censor is checked in, so uh, the Davids, oh. you guys can talk it out. I got another one, David. Okay, um, so... I told David I remember Tottenham, but that's all I have. 2019, and then they beat AC Milan in 2005. Okay. So who would the other? Who the other? I mean, any other likely suspects? Like all the other ones, like I said before, were not uh, Champions League. They were European Cup titles, and that was year, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Honestly, before your time. Yep. So I mean, like you know, the, the likely suspects in these things is always like, um, uh, like somebody like Real Madrid or something. I mean, but I mean, you, but if you, if you're sure with those two, then we should probably just run with those. I would only go with those two because I wouldn't want to take a guess. And be yeah, honest. yeah, cool, cool, cool. No, so so what do you want then? So it's Tottenham and and uh, AC and AC Milan. Okay, we'll check in with those two. Okay, and right to censor. What did you guys have? If you asked me the last five teams that Bayern beat in the Champions League, I wouldn't even know the last five, <laughs> let alone Liverpool. So we just guessed three prominent European teams, and we said Barcelona, PSG, and Madrid. All right. Well, one team is going to get points. Here are the last five. Most recently, in 2019, they beat Tottenham Hotspur. In 2005, they beat Milan. Then it goes all the way back to 1984, where they beat Roma. Oh, jeez. In 81, they did beat Real Madrid. So you guys had one of your three. And then the fifth is 1978, they beat Club Brugge. And they have won six. So they also beat Borussia Mönchengladbach in 1977 (laughs) for their first European Cup championship. They they still play in the Bundesliga, so yeah. do they? Yeah, Borussia, David, all I, David, all I can two say Borussias. is Borussia Dortmund and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, David, I'm glad we just went for two. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the, the last. More, moral of the story is this: there's a uh, we don't always have to eat every one of these. You should probably be glad that he wasn't feeling good to come to this one because I guarantee he would have had all five. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, well. Screw him. Screw him. No, he wouldn't. (laughs) He wouldn't have gotten Baruga. What the heck is Baruga? He's a Liverpool fan. You tell me he hasn't studied all of this stuff. All he has to have done is seen it once. Yes, I think he I think he's he's not a Liverpool fan Liverpool fan. He's an I thought he was an Arsenal guy. No, he's a Liverpool fan. He's a Liverpool fan. I totally totally We're the Beatles from Liverpool. I mean Also, I'm pretty sure Bruga is what Bugs Bunny said whenever he saw like the female bunny. He's like Bruga, Bruga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you don't remember that. Oh, well, that's geez. what they say at Vikings at the Big Horn at the Vikings games, right? Bruga, Bruga, Bruga. All right, let's move on to list number two. Jeez. Thank goodness, please God. Yes, right. rein this in. 
I want you to figure out how many of the five St. Louis Cardinals with the most runs batted in between 2010 and 2019. We're going to check in. Yeah, you're right. The sensor is checked in. Davids, you guys can talk it out. So, David, Molina, Holiday, Carpenter, for certain. Um, okay. okay. It gives me a little bit of pause only because, wait a minute. No, it can't be. Listen, he wasn't it, there until that before. Yeah, no, he, he wasn't there until game. about 18, maybe 18 yeah, yeah. or 19. Yeah, it's not Goldschmidt. He, I mean, he had a mess of RBIs, but it was mostly for Arizona. I was thinking, you know, the last three, four years, but he, that's not in this question. So, Got it. So you like, but you, but you like Molina, Holiday, Carpenter and call yes. it a day? Yep. All right. We're going to check in with Molina, Holiday, Carpenter. Okay. And right to censor, what did you guys have? Yeah, we had a... We had a discussion about the same type of guys, you know, Pujols obviously got traded. I think he only played one year in that time span. And, and then we were thinking about Goldschmidt, which he has a ton, but just not, we don't think it's enough based on when he got traded there. So we ended up settling on the same three names of holiday carpenter and Molina. Cause he was a thousand years old and he played for them only. So <laughs> Both teams will be getting their points. You guys listed the top three. Uh, Yadier Molina had 653 uh, RBIs during those 10 seasons. Uh, Matt Holliday was second with 561. He played in seven of those seasons. Matt Carpenter, 531 RBIs in nine of those seasons. Number four is Alan Craig, 291 RBIs in five seasons. Number five is Colton Wong, with 265 oh in seven seasons, um, one of the namesakes of a team is number six, David Freeze, 230 in four <laughs> seasons. Uh, number seven, John Jay, 227. Number eight, Matt Adams, 226. Number nine, Albert Pujols, 217 in two seasons. And number 10, Paul DeJong, or DeYoung, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, DeYoung. 211 in three seasons. So you had some prolific RBI guys that just didn't have enough seasons during that stretch. Right. So, so Molina gets it because he was a thousand years old and slow and steady went to the race. But what was, who was number five and how many RBIs did they have for the Cardinals? Colton Wong, 265. So 265. That's like two good seasons for Albert Pujols. Well, that's what I said. I thought Pujols uh, yeah, yeah. just was from those two years. He had 217 in his two, his last yeah, two yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. So yeah, it's a, uh, well, good job, guys. Let's move right. on to the third and final list. I hate Colton Wong. I want <laughs> you to know that, Colton. You're sitting over there. You're taking your day off today. You were supposed to be. We let Adam Frazier go because, oh, we're going to bring in Colton Wong and he's going to be able to hit righties. He f- sucks. <laughs> no, I didn't realize he was on the Mariners. He's on yeah, the Mariners. yeah, you know, he's just one of the guys that I just can't stand <laughs> right now. Well, which is most of our team, but... <laughs> Especially him, especially him. So All right. I hate you, Colton. Wong. Well, let's let's get you let's get you away from uh, baseball. Let's get you thinking something's about wrong the... with him. He's not very good. Something <laughs> is wrong wong with him. Is... <laughs> <laughs> All right, list number three. I want the five most recent Fighting Illini players drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. <laughs> You went oh the wrong way, Josh. I thought you were going <laughs> NBA. Oh, no. Nope, I went NFL with this one. We'll check in with those two. Okay. There you go. Now you know how many we're going in with. We're <laughs> checking in. 
So no, you're fine. No, you're fine. It doesn't matter. I, it's, I don't think it's going to impact markets one way or the other. So it really doesn't matter. And besides, at least you didn't give them the missing link theme. <laughs> yeah, David already gave you 50 points. What do you yeah, already, we're, You guys are already up by 120 points. I mean, yeah. come on. Actually, I think it's only 110. Is it? Okay. Yeah, oh, still, that's right, it's a hundred plus at the moment. You got too rambunctious on the first soccer question. That's not my. That's not our fault. All right. Uh, did you guys check in? Yes, we have checked in. We have checked all in. right. So the Davids have checked in. So right to censor. You guys can talk it out. Okay. Um. I mean, the first one's easy. Future Seattle Seahawks legend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're future legends now. <laughs> well, I mean, he hasn't played a game yet, so I gotta, you know, it's still down the line. But uh, so I think Witherspoon is a for sure. Carl Witherspoon. He, yep. Yeah, Carl. No, Von Witherspoon <laughs> is number is, is the most recent number five overall. I was very happy about that. Um, after that, I know Whitney Merciless is one. I know Corey Legit is one, and I'm pretty positive AJ Jenkins was one because he's like one of the worst picks ever. Like in the first round, he's not good. Is there anybody um, in the top ten whose first name is David or Dave? Not uh, of for Illinois. Yeah. Uh, no, not in this list that I have. Oh, okay. Okay, so those four I feel great about. The one I'm having an issue with because I think they were in back to back years, and I'm just trying to remember who was first. Or well, who is the most recent is um Vontae Davis and Rashard Mendenhall. I was very upset that the Steelers picked Rashard Mendenhall one pick ahead of the Seahawks picking in that draft. Um I, I didn't think Mendenhall was a high draft pick, was he? Yeah, he's a first rounder. Oh, he was, okay. Yeah, to uh to Pittsburgh. Um and then Vontae Davis is my favorite retirement story of all time. Yes. It's so He's great. the one that retired at halftime? Yep. Just said, can't do it anymore. I'm done. Can't hang. Out. <laughs> Just left. <laughs> um, You know what? In honor of Eric Eid, because he's going to listen to this, he's going to be mad at me if I don't do it. I think it's Vontae Davis, because I think he was 9, and I think Mendenhall was 08. That's where I was leaning, and I, and, you know, yeah. I I feel decent about it. So we are going to check in with Witherspoon, Merciless, Legit, Jenkins, and Davis. Okay, and the Davids, what did you guys have? We just went with two. We just went with Witherspoon and Merciless. I wasn't confident. I I said Vontae Davis. David said Richard Mendenhall, but I was worried it went back too far. So All right. Well, let's keep a little suspense here. I'm not just going to tell you if the team's got points or not. Um, yeah, the most recent just happened. Uh, number five pick in 2023 draft, Devin Witherspoon, defensive back. Um, you have to go back to 2012 where two players were selected in the first round. They are Whitney Merciless, defensive end, with the 26th pick, and A.J. Jenkins, wide receiver, with the 30th pick. Uh, then one year earlier, 2011, Corey how do you, Legit. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Yeah. You're right. Um, defensive tackle was the 18th overall pick. And in the 2009 draft, the 25th pick overall, 
Vontae Davis, defensive back. So <laughs> I am so impressed. Both I am, teams I am really will be getting their buddy. points. And you are absolutely correct, Marcus. Uh, the year before that, Richard Mendenhall, running back with the number 23 pick overall. Woo! Now, before 2008, you have to go back to 1996 for the seventh most recent. Oh. That would be line. Oh. I'm waiting to see what Marcus can come up with it here. Oh Wait, my what, gosh. what year was it again? How far back? Uh, actually, you know what? There's two in 1996. They were back-to-back picks. Really? Oh, well, oh, Simeon Simi oh. Rice is one of them. Kevin Hardy must be the other one, right? That is correct. Oh, wow. Kevin, there you go, David. Kevin Hardy. <laughs> was... well, see, now, but now you're back into, like, when you get back to the 90s, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Hardy was the number two overall pick. Yeah. Simeon Rice was the number three overall pick. Then you have to go back to 1993. Jeff Tackle George. Brad Hopkins. No. Oh, wouldn't have come up with that. 13th overall pick. And then you have to go back to 91 for the 10th, and that is Henry Jones, defensive back, with the 26th overall pick. That guy was not very good in the pros. <laughs> wait, so at some point you get back to, to like, Jeff George. and wait. Um, the, uh, the Jeff Patriots... George is the 11th most recent. Like, I think he was 19 – was he 1990? I think he might have been just the year before Henry Jones, but – and and somewhere in there, I can also remember. I think it was in the famous '83 draft when Elway went and Marino went. That's when the Patriots smartly took Tony Eason in the middle of that mess. He yeah. was he was an Illinois guy. Yeah. So, all right. Well, after the third quarter, right to censor has made up some ground. They're at three sixty-five, and Beckham, Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lux is at four forty-five. So it is under a hundred points now. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Today's categories are as follows. Question one. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. In reference to the NBA. Question two. Two hits. Me hitting you, you hitting the floor. In reference to boxing. Question three. My God, are we going to be like our parents? In reference to Major League Baseball. Question four. Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. In reference to the NFL. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one, in the category of don't mess with the bull, young man, you'll get the horns. What Hall of Fame big man fouled Michael Jordan more than any other player? It probably helps explain this player's 13-30 and 30 record when playing against Jordan. Yeah, let's just let's just do that. All right. Well, we're gonna check in. Yeah, you're right. The sensor's checked in. Beckham Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lux, you guys can talk it out. Although it's cheating if you ask anything of Beckham, Winfield, and Freeze. Just want uh, to point that out. They don't get to talk it out with you. Uh that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> so we were throwing around for some reason we were focusing on big men. Um because that's Isn't that what the question was? Oh, did it specifically oh <laughs> Sorry, that's brilliant. I eated that. All right, Eric. Oh, what Hall of Fame big man? Oh my god! All right, so now it makes much more sense, and I'm having more trouble getting off of David's answer here. So, okay, 
So, wow. All right. I blew that. Um, so we were throwing around like a lot of guys like who were contemporaries of Jordan, David Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon, those guys were in the Western Conference, so they wouldn't have racked up 43 games against him. So the first name that David threw out was Patrick Ewing. I know the Knicks never played the Bulls well in that era, um, unless Jordan wasn't playing. So when he played baseball, 13 and 30 could be right. Uh, and so it very well could be Patrick Ewing. That's I was trying to remember if Bill Lambier was in the Hall of Fame, and I don't think he is, but he's the kind of guy that would be fouling Jordan hard. Uh, yeah, anything the record might have been a little better, right? His yeah. record against Chicago might have been right, right. So, right in that era, in that era, uh, Detroit owned Chicago. I mean, they, they, they I, I think Isaiah Thomas had a winning record against against Jordan, which means that Bill Lambier would have also. And you threw out Robert Parrish, but I don't think so. His record would have been too good against him as well. For I think so. I think so. And in terms of, so you're talking about a guy who's probably not on a very good team and he's in the hall of fame and he's a big man. Patrick Ewing is the guy that makes sense. I think we should check that in. You're right with that. That works for me. All right, cool. We'll go with, we'll ride David's hot hand here. Patrick Ewing for a hundred points. Hey, and right to censor. What's your answer in wager? We had pretty much Uh, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We had the same conversation. Um, We threw around a bunch of guys that probably weren't in the hall of fame, like Brad Doherty, but, uh, then Marcus remind me we got, that we got, he said well, Hall of Fame, and I'm like, oh, that's right, Brad Doherty's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so you eated it, but in a different way. You were like thinking of just big men in general, and I was like, well, it does say exactly. Hall of Fame. So the only one that really gave us any more pause was I was like, you know, Alonzo Mourning, mm-hmm. but when you just think of the sheer, the sheer uh, amount based on the year he was drafted that yeah. Ewing had to have played Jordan, and, and David's right, they just beat – the Bulls always beat the brakes off. And Morning so. had those years where he was out of basketball for a little while too. So yep. So we also said Patrick Ewing for one hundred points. Both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is Patrick Ewing. Uh, Ewing fouled Jordan one hundred and fifty-four times in those forty-three games. Uh, Terry Cummings is second with one hundred and forty one hundred and forty-nine fouls in forty-two games. Followed by Doc Rivers and Bill Lambeer, both with 133 fouls. Doc Rivers was in 40 games and Bill Lambeer's was in 44 games. So uh, those next three, none of them are Hall of Famers and only one of them is a big guy. Well, and Bill Lambeer could be a Hall of Fame asshole, probably. Oh, I <laughs> yes. I think he absolutely is. He was. Uh, I think he was. He was in the inaugural class of. Yeah, of he might ballot. be an FTG. Also, first, I'm not quite he's sure, a first but, ballot yeah. asshole Hall of Famer. <laughs> All right. Well, both teams increased their scores uh, by a hundred points, so we don't need to probably give the numbers right now. But let's move on to question two, in the category of two hits, me hitting you. You hitting the floor. Twice in heavyweight title bout history, a fight has ended in 52 seconds. The first was a WBO title bout in 1998 with the losing boxer being Dangerous Damon Reed. And the second was a WBO title bout in 2005 with the losing boxer being Andrew Galata. Name either winning boxer. Josh, we're going to check in. All right, Beckham, Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lexus checked in. Right to censor, you guys can talk it out. I can tell you right now, Dangerous Damon Reed is a name I've never heard before. <laughs> he obviously wasn't that dangerous. I guess. How about Dangerous Dandy Davis? I do know Andrew Galato, though. Um, and I 
think he lost Lennox Lewis. I mean, the time frame fits. That was kind of his era where he was kind of the dominant heavyweight. Um, what about Danger Russ, Russell Wilson? He's cool. He's a cool he guy. Danger <laughs> That's totally Russ. relatable. He, I he's think in 52 human. seconds, he's threw as many interceptions as he has bathrooms in his house. So there's something like that. <laughs> um, oh, what a great, uh, what a great TikTok. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm good with Lennox Lewis. That, that the him. time frame fits, and he's kind of who I think of as the as the heavyweight, uh, you know, the big heavyweight at that time. We're gonna check in with Lennox Lewis for twelve points. Okay, and the Davids. What'd you guys have? Well, spoiler alert: we bet zero points on this question, but and David also threw out Lennox Lewis. And as much as I want to check in with Carl Weatherspoon. We're going to check in with Lennox Lewis <laughs> for zero points. Unfortunately, nobody is earning points on this one. We'll we'll get to we'll get to my flavor text in a moment. But um, the nineteen ninety eight bout, it was Herbie Hyde who beat Dangerous Damon Reed, and in two thousand five, it was Lamont Brewster um, who beat Andrew Galata in fifty two seconds. However. Galata also lost to Lennox Lewis in just one minute and 35 seconds oh, during a 1997 WBC bout and is one of only two boxers to be knocked out in the first round of two heavyweight title fights. That's awesome. The other is Floyd Patterson. Oh. I thought wow. that was kind of interesting. That wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, scores changed by 12 points, but yeah, whatever. Let's just move on to question three. In the category of, my God, are we going to be like our parents? What father-son duo has the largest combined career war where the son is an active player in 2023? I agree, yeah. Let's do it then. Okay, we're going to check in. Okay, right, this answer is checked in. So, uh, Davids, you have about a minute here where you guys can finish discussing. Give me an answer and a wager. So David immediately threw out a whole bunch of names. Um, like two thirds of them are on the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Guerrero, Bichette, Vigio. We talked about Tatis. Um, but of those guys, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a probably has a higher war than any of the sons. And of course, Dad's in the Hall of Fame. Craig Biggio's in the Hall of Fame, but his son isn't anything special. Guerrero Jr. can really—he can rake. Um, what are your thoughts, David? I, I like Guerrero. Is where I think we should go. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying to think yeah. if there's anybody obvious that we're missing. Like people, even even thinking about it just from the perspective of like who's who's in the majors, whose whose dad was in the Hall of Fame, or sorry, is in the Hall of Fame. Um, Biggio and Guerrero are the two names that come to mind. I mean, there probably could be others. I just think Dad Guerrero's war is huge. Right. It's got to be. Yeah. I know <laughs> Tatis Jr.'s dad was the only guy to hit two grand slams in one inning. I remember that I in, in major, major League history. But that's a whole lot of war in one inning. But uh, <laughs> 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 I, I think it's got to be Guerrero. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. I, I mean, if if it's not, it's somebody obvious we're missing. Okay. So you good with checking that in? Yes, sir. We will check in with the Guerreros for 100 points. Okay. 
and right to censor. What did you guys have for an answer? I mean, (laughs) once again, I feel like we've been saying this a lot tonight. We had a basically identical conversation. We laughed about how Biggio, Guerrero, and Bichette are all on Toronto. (laughs) Um, Because he he kept on saying the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays. And I had to go back and say, Josh didn't ask for a team. He asked for a combo. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, no, no. no, no, I mean, it's just funny. Yeah. and if you want to go back, uh, I know who's not on the list because uh, his son was very bad, and that's Jose Cruz and Jose Cruz Jr. <laughs> I was going to say that. He is so <laughs> terrible. Uh, but anyways, uh, we had this discussion, and Bo Bichette is having an incredible season right now. But we're just overall, we couldn't get over the fact of how much better we think the war is for Vlad Guerrero Jr. over Dante Bichette. So even if and- Bichette junior or if if Bo Bichette and Vlad Jr. are equal we think Vlad Vlad Sr. trumps Dante Vlad so Vlad Sr. Also... was getting base hits off of the plate that were bouncing yes, off the plate was. I mean come on him and Ichiro the only guys I saw that would just constantly like if they bounced a pitch in they were just whoop, knocking into left well. field sure yeah but uh yeah so we checked in with the Guerreros for 100 points unfortunately neither team wow. is getting points oh. This is actually like one of those Gretzky brother questions. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because the correct answer is Roger and Cody Clemens. We've oh, done this already. Because Roger's, oh. Roger Clemens' war is 139.2. Wow. Yeah. And Cody Clemens is 0.1. So they have a combined war of oh. 139.3. Now, you guys should feel good that the Guerreros are second on the list <laughs> I'm um, so mad. with a combined <laughs> war of 73.7 because uh, um, Vlad Sr., 59.5 war, Vlad Jr., 14.2. The Biggios are third with a combined mm. war of 71.4, Dad, 65.4, Son, 6.0. <laughs> The active second-generation player with the highest career war is Michael Brantley with 34.2. I didn't know he was a – I mean, I didn't know his dad. Um, His dad, Mickey, had a (laughs) – let me look this up here. It's not good. Um, (laughs) He's Cody Clemens. had a a, uh, career war of 0.9. Yeah. So so Cody Clemens – I didn't even know Cody Clemens was in the majors yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, he he plays for Detroit, right? But Mickey Mickey Bradley would be the – yeah, he's the Cody Clemens equivalent of father-son to to O-son to father-son. That's so infuriating because it's also the same for the father-son strikeout duo. I can't remember who asked that question. But yeah, that it's the same answer. Oh, Clemens has all the strikeouts, sake. and Cody right. Clemens pitched one inning, and he struck out Shohei Otani. Well, right, I'm, glad, right. I'm glad we, bo- I'm glad we both missed it because that that was that um, was sneaky. Uh, fourth thought, fourth for uh, family is uh, Pudge Rodriguez and his son Derek. They're all, they're seventy point one combined. Once again, vast majority of that is Pudge <laughs> with one point four for Derek. Um, so. Vlad Jr. is only 14.2. Others who are higher than him, aside, besides Michael Brantley, is uh, Tatis Jr. is at 15.3. Bo Bichette is at 16.0. Cody Bellinger is a second-generation player. He's 19.2 um, war. So those are some of the other active second-generations who uh, have higher than so Vlad Jr. 
So what on a technicality, it? could the Griffies have counted? Because Ken Griffey Jr. is still on the Reds payroll. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> he is not an active player. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, well, both teams dropped 100, so once again, we probably don't need to mention the scores. We'll mention them at the end. Um, well, actually, no, maybe we'll give an update because it still could go either way. Uh, right to Sensors at 353, and the David Law Firm is at 445. So technically, this still could be anybody's game. We'll see what happens. Question four in the category of Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is offered by The Trust, which is powered by the NFL Players Association. It's a six-week program designed for former players to work out, access resources for nutrition, physical therapy, performance, and lifestyle, as well as continue the competitive nature of their time in the NFL. The Trust was launched in 2013, while which former NFL cornerback served as the NFL PA president. He was a third-round draft pick out of Maryland in 2005 and played for the Broncos, Falcons, and Ravens during his six-year career. Yep. Okay. We are going to check in. Right to censor is checked in, so Beckham Winfield frees Kennedy and Lux for the last time tonight. You guys get to talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager. You've got a couple of minutes left. David, I don't. I don't think I'm going to get there unless, unless, I mean, I, I pay some attention to the guys who are president of the NFLPA, but I, can, I can't. I know you threw out Troy Vincent. He was bef- he was the president of the NFLPA, but it was before that, and he definitely didn't go to Maryland. I, in fact, I think he went to Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to get there. I'm not going to get it from the teams. I'm not going to get it from the draft. The only way I'm going to get this is just remembering who was president of the NFLPA, and I can't. I've got nothing. Do you have? Do you have anything? I have to nothing go either. No. I... Yeah, I hate to lose on the last question, but I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna take this one on the chin. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't have anything for you. I'm really sorry. Do you want to throw out a lucky name, <laughs> like a Smith or a Johnson? I mean, sure. Why not? I, I yeah, Jets are super small. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Johnson, Jackson, Smith, something, whatever. Take your pick. Let's do Smith. All right. We're going to check in with Smith for 100 points. Okay, and right to censor. What did you guys have for an answer and a wager? So, like I said, this was a draft question, essentially, for me, which was nice. And Matt was very helpful in pointing out that this could be the order in which they were drafted. And I was trying to think of the time frame and and the school. And then I remember listening to him talk about a talk about just, you know, NFLPA negotiations. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's right. He's talked about how he's the president. He's a prominent figure on ESPN. We checked in with Dominique Foxworth. Oh points. That's what it is. Well done. One team will be getting their points. The correct answer is indeed Dominique Foxworth. Following retirement from the NFL and while serving as the NFL Players Association president, Foxworth attended Harvard Business School and earned an MBA. And yes, he's on ESPN a lot. All the time. (laughs) 
I I should have known it from that. Oh, I'm so sorry, David. The game has come to an end. And here are the final scores. With 345 points, we have Beckham, Winfield, Freeze, Kennedy, and Lux. But our clipboard captains of the game, who will be receiving the coveted Tony Eason Award with 453 points, is right to censor. Congratulations, guys. But the person I do want to talk to, not the winning team, but our guest, uh, David, do you have anything that you would like to say before we call it a night? Yeah, just a couple things. Number one, this was so much fun. I've been looking forward to this for a while, and you guys, your your podcast have, has bringing me and my family a lot of joy. So I'm glad I could join you tonight. Um, also, I have a couple of games written, so I would love to host a game at some oh, point. Oh, a couple of games? Bring I it. Love you. Well, I love you. I got to change a couple of questions because two of the things <laughs> that I have questions on, we talked about today <laughs> in just discussions. But yeah, I would uh, I would love to come on and host a game. Absolutely, we will. We will definitely have you on to host. We'll get you uh, on the schedule for that. And uh, well, and you. if you want to come back as a player, yes, absolutely, you can come back again. Well. If you're going to ask Liverpool questions, don't make it an episode where Eads on, please. <laughs> oh yeah, with the Beatles from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, thank you again for joining us. Thank you again for being um, part of our Patreon team, and to all of those of you who help support us. Um, through Patreon. We really appreciate each and every one of you on behalf of Dan. Oh, not Dan. I didn't <laughs> fix this part. You can, no, you can be on behalf of Dan. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hurt a lot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, hold on. On behalf of David, Matt, Marcus, and myself, we'd like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.